Hello, shalom, salom, and hola. Welcome to the season one finale of the Hot Jewish Podcast. I'm Michael, aka Hot Jewish Energy. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Hot Jewish Energy, at Hot Jewish Podcast, at Michael T. Valdez with an S at the end, and at Hot Jewish Short King. The last episode. <sighs> the season has been a gift, if I'm going to be honest. It's, I said this before, but I never thought I'd be doing something like this. I really didn't. And I just, I want to give a big, big thank you to everyone watching and listening. You are the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, giving me the ability to share my thoughts, my feelings, bring on people that I love watching and looking at the content and it's just crazy that I get that I get to do this that I've gotten to do this and thank you seriously and I truly truly hope you enjoyed the first season because I enjoyed making it and it was a labor of love and I just want to let you guys know that everything that you've seen all by me I did not hire anyone I didn't ask anyone to edit for me or do anything i i really wanted to make sure i did this all myself and had really great guests to support my vision and what i wanted to bring to you guys and i'm thankful that i put that trust in myself because i sometimes can't trust myself but i'm glad i did something amazing came out of it and I'm thankful that you guys have been along for the ride and are continuing to be along for the ride. Today is going to be a story time because I think I've mentioned throughout the season about my experience in yeshiva. I wanted to finish off this season with an open-ended conversation about what happened with me during, while I was in yeshiva as a kid. For obvious reasons, I'm not going to say any names because I want to protect the privacy of the people that I had these experiences with because that would not be fair to them. I also just want to share this part of my life with you guys, but I don't want to share who was involved because that's something that I want to keep for myself. And like I said before, that's not fair to them. You can sit back and relax. It's going to be a story time. I'm hoping it won't take too long because I really don't want to drag it. I actually have never gone into full detail about this story publicly on a platform. And this is going to be the first time. Yeah, here it goes. I went to Yeshiva from the age of four to the age of 13. That pretty much almost 10 years, nine years. And I initially, I went to a Lubavitch Chabad yeshiva from age four to age nine. Unfortunately, <laughs> halfway through the year, right before Pesach, our rabbi and his wife and all the other admin went up on stage and said, hey, yeah, we don't have enough money to keep you guys here. We are filing for bankruptcy, so y'all got to find a new place to go. We got kicked out. All of us got kicked out right before Pesach, and we had to find a new yeshiva for after Pesach. And we stumbled upon a another yeshiva in my area on Long Island. And my mom and my parents in general, they put me in that yeshiva. 
I was there from nine to 13. So I was there for four years. I came in right in the middle of fourth grade. Then I had fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Everything, everything was pretty normal. Everything was pretty standard, nothing out of the ordinary. And then as I got into middle school, that's when some, definitely some of that childhood innocence started wearing off. I noticed that a lot more of my classmates started cursing. I noticed that a lot more people were pretty open about certain things. And it was still, I mean, granted, it was still closed off. It was an Orthodox yeshiva, but I just noticed that the filters were kind of coming off. And I had a friend. We had been friends since I came to the elementary school part of that yeshiva after I got kicked out of the Lubavitch yeshiva. We were really good friends. He was one of my best friends and it, we were inseparable. He, I remember at one point for the summer that actually changed my life, he was pretty much at my house like almost every day, sleeping over days upon days. And one day we came home. He had come home with me from school and another friend had also come home with with us too he we were having like a guys hangout or whatever if we're gonna call it that but we they came over and it was normal nothing really weird happening pretty normal and then all of a sudden my close friend he said oh let's take off our clothes for context we were 13 years old at the time 12 going into 13 he was like oh we should go in the closet we should take off our clothes be in the dark and like I was like thinking, okay. I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay. He was like preaching that, oh, this is what everyone's doing in public school. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm open to anything. And I, I did feel a little bit, I take that back. I did feel a little bit weird about it, but he was my close friend. I was, I, I didn't have, I didn't feel the need to say no. That other friend of ours that was there, he, he did it too. I guess like when we were in the closet together with the lights off, we were like touching each other, not nothing too serious. And they both went home after. And I was like thinking that was, and that was weird. That was, that wasn't normal for me at the time. It didn't feel normal. And the other friend, he got weirded out by it. He was like, yeah, no, not for me. Then he still was our friend while me and my close friend's friendship continued. He was kind of, he was still our friend, but not like definitely didn't want any involvement and stuff like that. I thought it was done. I thought that was like a one-time thing, but then me and my close friend, every time he would come over, we just kept taking off our clothes and like, just like touching each other. And it felt weird to me at the time. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't necessarily not like it. It was a weird feeling. I didn't not like it, but I didn't love it. I was just very confused. And as we did that kind of stuff more times, I grew to like it in a way. It was it was very weird for me at the time. And I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know that that was what being queer meant. It wasn't in my mind. At one point, I I don't know why I remember this, but he was like showing me how to like masturbate or something. It was like, he was like, oh, if you like move your dick up and down, up and down, like something will come out. And I, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, 
I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what it was called. We were in an Orthodox yeshiva. Nobody talks about this stuff. It was just a very weird situation. And then another time, I think I, I told him, I was like, oh, I think I was gonna, I want, I was, I was trying to have sex with him. I didn't know it was sex at the time. I didn't know that that could be sex, like putting your, like, I didn't know that that would be sex. Like, I didn't know that that was a different type of sex as opposed to like heterosexual sex. And he was like, no, no, don't do it. And we never ended up doing it. We never, like, I never penetrated him and it kept going and it got to this one day where the tables turned because we had just been touching each other. We had just been like, I definitely had a, had his it was at one point and it felt very weird. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. And there was one day where we were on my bed. He was on top of me and we were both no clothes, no clothes on. And all of a sudden he looks at me probably about a few seconds. And then he kisses me. I ha I had never been kissed before. That was the first time that anyone had kissed me. I, I got freaked out. I was like, what? I was like, why would you do that? Why? And he was like, oh, I wanted, to, I, I, I wanted to try it. I wanted to kiss you. I wanted to try it. And I was like, no. And I got very, very upset. I cried and I ran into my closet and I called my other friend on the phone, the, the friend that had done stuff that one time, but didn't want to do it anymore. I called him and I left, a, I left a voicemail. It was, that's just like the cherry on top of the situation. I left him a voicemail. I was like, Oh my gosh, he kissed me. What? I, I was like freaking the fuck out. It was, I was like, I don't know what this means. Call me back. And I think he did call me and he was like, Michael, what are you guys doing? Seriously, what are you guys doing? I didn't know. I really had no idea. Funny thing was, we went to Dave and Buster's that night, me and my close friend, and he tried acting like nothing happened. I remember I told him while we were at Dave and Buster's, I want you to go home. I'm upset. And he was like, oh, why? Why are you upset? And I'm like, because you, you did this and I don't feel right. I feel gross. He was like, okay, no problem. And he went home. After that, I wish I could say it was the end of it, but I'm, but it wasn't. I kind of became obsessed with wanting to be in an intimate setting with him. I wanted to be like, I mean, it sounds weird, but I wanted to be naked in a room with him. I didn't want to kiss him, but I wanted to be naked with him in a room and like touch him and whatever. And I wanted him to touch me and obviously all consensual, but I, I, I kind of be craved it in a way. He kind of, after that moment, things kind of went south. He started hanging out with other people in school. They were such a bad influence on him. It was, it, it was really bad. And he started taking his own queerness that he obviously had. He obviously had queerness in him. And he started turning that into internalized homophobia. He would take that out on me. He started bullying me in school with his new friends. And it was just, it was very rough. I forgot to mention before that, before he started bullying me and before in the middle of between the kiss and this, when things started kind of turning sour, I remember one night he came over and I was like, oh, we should, 
we should do this. Like we should do something again. Like we should like take off our clothes and whatever. And he was like, Oh, I, I have a girlfriend now. I can't, I, I don't want to. And I was like, come on, just like one more time. And I asked him and we're like 13 and he was like, okay. And I kid you not. I mean, he was able to get it up before, but he was like looking at a photo of his girlfriend trying to get himself up. He's like, oh, I got to look at a photo of her. And I was like, I, it was kind of weird. And it was very weird in the moment. But now that I think about it more, like that was just, it was, it was, it's still weird. It's still weird. It's still weird. And I was just like, what? You, you started this. You're the one who initiated this. You're the one who let it on. You're the one who got me comfortable with doing this. And now you're going to throw me under the bus and you're going to be like, Oh, I have a girlfriend now. Oh, I'm straight. What? Well, he didn't say he's straight, but he's like, I have a girlfriend now. And I'm just like, I, I, I got really upset. Then he started bullying me. Then the internalized homophobia started and he started bullying me. He was with this girlfriend and it was really bad to the point where we were on a class trip. He was just being such a dick. He was in the room next to us in the hotel. Me and some other guy had to room together for the trip. To We went to D.C. And him and his friends were in the room next to us. And the walls were so thin. He, they were banging on the walls. Like being total assholes. And it got to a point where I got him barred from graduation. Because he was just being so mean. He knew that I wouldn't go over and tell everyone that, oh, he's he he's into guys. He did this with me because he knew that I didn't want anyone knowing that about myself. I didn't tell anyone he got barred from graduation and, or I think he was only, or I can't even remember. He got some form of punishment. I think it was barring from graduation, but I didn't see him again after that. He tried reaching out to me once on Facebook and I was very upset with him. And I told him, I was like, just fuck off. You made me miserable. I blocked him. And I have not heard from him since. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. But even with all of that damage that he did, I still hope that he's in a good place. I went through mental hell the next four years. Throughout high school, I was very, very confused. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know how I wanted it. I didn't know who I was. I was lost. Thankfully, though, I was in my first relationship ever when I was 18 after after high, like high school going into summer before college. And I'm thankful that I had that because that kind of put things into perspective for me of that it's okay. You can feel this way, that it's okay to be queer. It's okay to be interested in men. Why are you hiding this from everyone? It should be something that's normalized and thankful to him to my one and my one and only ex at, at this moment. If you're, I don't know if you're going to watch all of this, but if you do, thank you. You opened my eyes and I'll never forget it. I hope that my close friend from elementary and middle school, I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're true to yourself. I hope that you're not closeted, even though I, I hate that term. It When you're, I don't like the term coming out either. I remember my friend, who, uh, Lacey, if you're watching this, she told me, she said that she was talking with someone and they had told her that, oh, it's not really coming out. You're inviting everyone in. 
that has not left me. I use that more. I use that only now. I never say coming out because it just feels like, why should you have to put yourself out of the closet and in the open and hope that everyone is accepting of you? You shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to invite people into your life and who you are and who you love and what you want. You should be able to invite people in who matter to you. You shouldn't have to put yourself out on a display. That's what I hope. And I hope that he is inviting people in. And I hope that he's not internalizing homophobia for himself and having a miserable time because I would never wish that upon anyone, even though he did kind of fuck me over in a way. I hope he, I hope he's okay. I'm mad at what happened, but I, I hope he's okay. And I hope he's true to himself. That wasn't the only person. That was my close friend. There was one more person. It was a one-time thing. Interestingly enough, it was one of my bullies at the time. Now we're good. We're, I've spoken to him a couple of times and we're good. No, no bad blood or anything, but I have not mentioned anything about what happened to him ever. Like since that day that whatever happened, we kind of similar thing that I used to do with my close friend. We would take off our clothes and do stuff, but we did that. I hope he's doing well too. I mean, I know, I know what he's up to, but I hope that he's able to be true to himself. Or if he realized that after that situation, it's not for him. Okay. I hope you find your person, whoever they are. I hope you're honest with yourself because that's the biggest gift you can ever give to yourself, being honest and loving yourself and loving who you are and not keeping it in because it's not going to do you any good and it's not going to do any good for the people around you. I hope you're able to be happy. With that said, that is it for the Hot Jewish Podcast. I don't know if you're, you guys are going to be able to take anything away from that story or series of stories, but the one thing that I want to, that I hope is that you're able to embrace yourself fully, that you don't fear who you are as long as it's not hurting anyone, that you're kind to yourself that you're kind to others, that you hope for the best for people because that's something that I've had to learn to do because I can be all petty and bitchy however much I want, but that's not going to do me any good. I'd rather hope that someone is succeeding than them failing because them failing isn't going to do anything for me. It's not going to give me any gratification. And why would I want someone else to fail? Why would I want someone who, in a way... People that opened up my eyes to who I am, why would I want them to fail? I can be upset about what happened and the way that it happened, but the outcome, I couldn't have asked for a better outcome. I am free to be whoever I want to be. I am an LGBTQ plus Zionist Jew, and I love whoever I want to love. I couldn't be happier. I'm very, very grateful to have you guys here. I'm grateful to be able to do what I'm doing. And that's it for this season of this first season of the hot Jewish podcast. And I'm really, really happy to announce that season two is on the way. It will probably come out sometime next year. Season two is on the way and God willing a season three, if things go well, but season two is definitely on the way. So be on the lookout. That's it. Thank you guys for watching. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Hot Jewish Energy, Hot Jewish Podcast, Hot Jewish Short King, and Michael T. Valdez with an S at the end. I forgot one thing. 
for my yeshiva besties who are watching. Now you know what the fuck I was doing in yeshiva. (laughs) I don't, I've never told anyone from yeshiva what happened. Any of that. Now they're going to know and they're going to be like, what the fuck was going on? And I'm like, I know. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I'm happy and I'm queer now. So you know what? Fuck it. Have a great day, night, wherever you are. I will see you in season two of the Hot Jewish Podcast. Thank you and be kind.